Frankie, come, come on. Frankie, come. Good boy, good boy. Sit, good boy. Down, down, good boy. And stay, stay, good boy. How about you? Can you sit down and stay for the next half hour? This is Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Hello, I'm Devin from Canada, and welcome to the October 2019 edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Before we get chatting with our guest, I thought it would be appropriate to start with a song by Jack Pearson called I'm Your Eyes. Put your harness on. That's a boy. Get ready to go. All right. All set. On the door hangs the old leather harness I'd worn many times in the past. It's nothing you said, but still somehow I knew that that day just might be our last Neither one of us could keep it from changing The unspoken words were quite clear I wondered who would I be When we part company After well over sixty dog years I'm your eyes I'm your Step at a time is all faith ever buys. Do not fear, do not fear. I am here, so trust me, I am your eyes. My new master, she doesn't seem to need me the same way you needed me then. But it's really okay Cause she feeds me each day And I'm glad to say we've become friends And I don't really miss the old harness Except sometimes when no one's around Then I miss your commands Cause no one understands That I've lost that one meaning I'd found I'm your eyes, I'm your eyes, one step at a time is all faith ever buys, do not fear, I am here, so trust me, I am your eyes.
stoplights and streets, car horns and things I once learned. On buses and taxis, we blended our lives with every new corner we turned. But I suppose you've got some other dog now. I hope he knows just what to do. I was glad to retire, but I still feel that fire of those years being a guide dog for you. Sometimes now I sit by the window, look down the street far away, and I imagine us walking like in those old times. And deep down, I think I always will say. I'm your eyes. One step at a time is all faith ever buys. Do not fear, do not fear. I am here. Oh, so trust me. I am your eyes. I'm your eyes. I'm your eyes. One step at a time is all faith ever buys. Do not fear, do not fear. I am He. I am He. Oh, so trust me. I am your eyes. Oh, so trust me. I am your eyes. It's always a wonderful thing to be able to talk with. Someone within North America about guide hearing and service dogs, but I am really pleased whenever I get the opportunity to speak with someone outside North America, and that kind of an opportunity came my way earlier this fall. There is currently a trainer working at Canadian Guide Dogs for the Blind, which is just outside of Ottawa, and his name is Umsundis Bunguza, and he is from South Africa. I chatted with him, and I want to play that for you now. But before I do, I will apologize for the. Cold and cough that I had, I edited out as many as I could,、uh, but it certainly doesn't really take away from the、uh, pleasant chat we had. Well, first of all, thanks so much for being with us on the program and agreeing to do this. Thank you so much for having me on your show.、Um, when I think of South Africa, I think of either.、Um, Cape Town or、uh, Johannesburg? Are you from either of those places or near one of those places? I am originally from one province named Eastern Cape, that is where I'm bred. I'm born and bred from there, but I moved due to my parents moving and and also having to work in Johannesburg. So when I left Africa, I left.、Uh, I was from Johannesburg. Okay. 
What was it that got you interested in being uh, a guide dog trainer? You know, whenever I answer that question, I always say it it, it found me. I never go look, I never went to look for it because how I got involved is my younger brother who was uh, I think he was uh, nine or ten years old. He was uh, schooling in 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 a, in a town called Renberg, and one Friday he came back home with telephone numbers where he says to me, my mom. Uh, they're looking for someone to train dogs, and at home we always had dogs, but I just never, I never see myself training a dog, because our pet dogs were never trained. But then my mother said to me, you know what, you never know, try it out, uh, because you're still looking or deciding in what to study, you're not sure yet. Try this and see where it takes you. That was now in 2002, uh-huh. all of this happening. Where is the school in South Africa? The school is based in Johannesburg, and it's in a town called uh, Bryanston. So it, it, it's, it's in a very remote area where, you know, with dogs, you can't always, you can't have dogs in the city. So it's outside the city. So it's, it's a nice, quiet area, so the dogs can bark and, 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 and no one can hear them, so we don't have to be told dogs are, are making noise. And is there only one school in your country? There's only one guide dog school in South Africa and also in Africa. There's no other school. Really? I was going to ask you about that. Do you find that uh, lots of people from other countries come to that school then? In the past, we've had people coming from our neighboring countries, such as Namibia and Zimbabwe, that we have, we have helped in the past. And, but due to um, not being able to assist them with follow-up visits, uh, because of being outside the country, then the school decided we only train clients within our southern border. It's easy to go there. We don't have to go out and deal with immigration or do all that kind of stuff of having to uh, uh, go and search in other countries because there's so much that needs to be done, paperwork, to get into a different country with a dog. So for those logistics, we decided, you know, it's, let's not do that anymore. You know, I think we've helped, I think, about two or three clients outside South Africa. Why do you suppose that countries like Kenya and Ethiopia don't have schools? I would think, you know, other countries, it's a good question because we've always asked ourselves that and we had... I think when I left, we had two trainers who were from Zimbabwe who had joined our school. And we always spoken about this question, why is there no school that side? Then we came to a conclusion that probably it's lack of knowledge that there is 
this type of service or it is like of people believing that it does work you know so it's a tough one to uh, to ask or to answer it's it's uh basically we will put on as lack of knowledge that it's there the assistance is there to help people but what is in our country and also most our country outside africa it is what you find more people use the the long cane oh, yes. uh, the white the white long cane that is mostly common but then the dog again when people think of the dog sometimes i think we've seen our own black culture a dog not everybody thinks of it as, a, as an indoor kind of uh, an animal to uh -huh. people but they prefer it to be outdoors or so okay we have to say to them the dog has to be indoors not everybody is used to that but now slowly people are coming around the head in their own pets are staying indoors times are changing slowly but then a dog was always an outside a pet not an indoor pet oh yes uh, how is uh, access for people with guide dogs in South Africa uh, to uh, places like restaurants and taxi cabs and that sort of thing? My previous school was formed in 1953. Mm -hmm. So from 1953, having to work with access all these years. Yes. It's only, only after 40, 50 years then you get to see the real change. You get to see the, the big shops. You get to see the restaurants coming forth and accepting, which it is still, when I left, it is still a challenge even today because uh, restaurants, uh, some are owned privately by individuals, some are, some are franchises, it's some, and it's, some it's, it's people who, who love dogs, so you get different owners of these uh, 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 places that they either say yes or say no. And basically, and also in our country, in our country, uh, I think not everybody is open to having a dog in a place where there's food. So people still think it's, it's a dirty, it's, it's dirty, you can't have it in, 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 a, in, a, in, in a restaurant. But slowly things have been turning, things, people have been coming around and, and more willing because we have been teaching and teaching and teaching, you know, in terms of it's a, it's a trained dog, don't bite anybody. But it's still a challenge to get those places. Our country consists of nine provinces. Mm -hmm. And we say within those provinces, you have small remote towns. And if you have a client in that town, it's, it's a new thing for the town. So people don't know what to do. People don't know what to accept. But in big provinces like your Hauteng, which that's where, that's where Johannesburg is, where you have your, your Cape Town, you have Western Cape, those places, they think guide dogs, they'll be more welcoming because they've, they've had more clients within the, the, the province. But again, you'll still have that one or two places. You know, yes. And again, uh, in our country, there's different uh, religion, there's different uh, uh, cultural differences, there's difference uh, in terms of, uh, like me, from, my, from where I'm from, we are more open 
some in some religions like your Indians, they stay friends with them. Dogs is not allowed in their place because it is seen as something dirty. So it is you have to be open in not in respecting other people's religion and not go over their religion. So it is when the, the nice thing about it, there's so many places to go to. So our clients, if one person says no, there's a next person who can say yes. Have other trainers from um, say Australia, New Zealand, Canada, England, come to the school in South Africa like uh, you uh, decided to come here? No, uh, no, none of the international trainers have come to our shores. And I think if, 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 if I remember correctly, only in the beginning, because how the school was founded, it was founded by one of our guide dog clients. Oh. Uh, her, her name was her name was Gladys Evans. Mm-hmm. It's a lady who was visually impaired in our country, and she sticks, she was looking for assistance in our country. There was nothing, so she went looked abroad. She found oh, there's a school in 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 in, in the US called St. Ives. Mm-hmm. Or she went there, she got trained with her first dog called Sheena. And then when she came back home, she thought, you know what? Not, not everybody can afford to go out of the country and come back with a dog. Let me try and if I can cut something. And it was her, she, it was her and a few friends that 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 took money together to kind of start a school and because she had met people at Sing High School so she kind of got trainer from that side to come in and start the program and I think the second one came through as well until they recruited one of the South African guys who was was also recruited they trained him so he got to become a trainer as well. That is basically how it started and that's those are the two guys, I think two guys who came in were from outside until a guy called Ken Lord was trained and he became the one now who introduced other South African guys into the mix. So in terms of having trainers from the only those first two guys. Mm-hmm. So nobody in my time, even before my time has come through to come work in a pre- my previous school now. It's only been us saying, you know what, uh, there's opportunities out there that you can go and look at your friends in another country once you feel you've given enough to your set of people. And, and what was it that made you decide to uh, to come to Canada? For me, I think it was uh, wanting to give more or give back in another country and to assist more because I had, I have, I was with my previous school for over 16 years, and I thought, no, I need a new challenge. I thought I need to challenge myself a bit more, something new, because I was like, you know, it became, it became something that now you do it, you do it every day, and you've been, you've been helping people, and and there's new people coming after you. And you want to give them also a chance of of of, of being there so many years 
So that's why I thought, you know, let me go try and see uh, if I cannot go and make a difference somewhere else. And the industry we are in again does allow does allow you to go and and and, and try work in other countries because uh, we belong under the umbrella of the International Dialogue Federation. Mm-hmm. found the training here a lot different than uh, in South Africa? Is the school in South Africa funded by, uh, there's a school, for example, here that is funded by, and also one in the States that is funded by the Lions Club. Is your school uh, funded uh, by uh, a service club or, or privately? I think they call it, we do have a Lions Club that is supporting our school back home. 
Do you use the same kind of the breeds that uh, that we use here? Yes, back home we use. I think the more initial schools, uh, they they more and more into experimenting that are back home. Back home we basically use the the, the Labradors, we use the Golden Retrievers, and then we would use a cross of the Labrador and the Golden Retriever, and then we also use the German Shepherd. Oh, yes. that you'd like to uh, touch on while we're talking? make sure I put this in. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I don't know about you, but I do enjoy learning about how things are done in other countries around the world. I guess that's why I like working with the Global Voice. That does our program for this month. I hope you'll join us again on Friday, November 15th. Thanks so much for listening, and have yourself a good month. Bye for now. Are you a fan of old-time radio? Do you remember the way radio used to be? All crackly, but wonderful. Do you remember shows like The Bob Hogan, Burns and Allen, Jack Benny, and of course, The Shadow? If so, then you're in for a treat. Join 
Larry and John Gassman every Sunday at 12 hours UTC on the Global Voice for same time, same station. If it's anything to do with old-time radio, they'll bring it to us. That's same time, same station on the one and only Global Voice. Don't forget, same time, same station. Check the Global Voice website for repeat times. This is Sean Klein, regular host of Everything with the Kitchen Sink, here on the Global Voice, and on the fourth Friday of every month, I'll be bringing you Odds and Sods, a half-hour monthly show featuring interesting things and curiosities I've found on the internet, touching on a variety of subjects. From humanity's first recordings of its own voice in the 1850s, the federal government bouncing shortwave signals off the moon, an old World War II era film about the use of radio during the war, auditory illusions, alternate musical scales, what noise does an ostrich make, a dinosaur? We'll be exploring these and much more on Odds and Sods. 1730 UTC, every fourth Friday of the month, here on the Global Voice. Check the program schedule for repeats.